baby. Let's go. This is a, this is a special day. How are you? I, I really hope all is well. And if not, then, then I hope we can help you with that. We hope we can lift your spirits because today is a celebration. Okay, we're, we're celebrating a special thing and a special place that we've created over the course of, of uh, three years, two seasons. And what is that thing that we're celebrating? I'm going to go ahead and let you know. I'm going to go ahead and let you know where you're at. Evil Ego Hour podcast, program, audio show, whatever you want to call it, where every episode is the first episode with Close Code Manabi. I'm your host, Knight. And today on the podcast, we're going to do a little end of season special, end of season celebration. We're going to take some time to reflect today. You know, I uh, it, it was a blast putting this episode together because you kind of just get caught up in, in, in the in the throes of doing it. And if you don't really take the time to to sit down and appreciate or, or listen to what you've done up to this point, every now and then you can lose your purpose or kind of you know find yourself thinking, why do I do this? So it really was a beautiful thing, a beautiful experience to kind of go back and pull some of my favorite moments from the second and first season. Uh, so, so if you're one of the listeners who are just joining us for the second season and you listen to all of those episodes, but you didn't listen to any of the first season, it's all good. You know, I don't blame you. As we've said before, we were learning how to podcast. So a couple of those episodes are a little longer than I would like, but still beautiful bagel moments nonetheless so i pulled some of my favorite moments from those also before we got sponsors uh this season we used to have this guy who did the break messages for us and every now and then he would have to leave because of weird kind of family trauma and stuff but uh, i even pulled a couple break messages from the first season too a couple odd wacky characters weird stuff would happen uh, and I thought that it would be cool to kind of highlight those moments as well. So I'm going to get to it because it's jam-packed with clips and beautiful bagels. Again, if you do not know what a bagel moment is, it is a moment of great insightfulness or, or hilariousness or just straight fire. Um, as always, special, special thank you to Mikile for the beats this season. He became an integral part of the music for this podcast, and I really cannot thank him enough. I love him very much, and I love you very much. So let's get into this clip show, huh? Let's get into this celebration. Let's get into this extravaganza. A lot of, a lot of the clips that you're going to hear might jump around when it comes to like the season and episode, but I'll let you know what season and episode it is before you hear it. And a lot of the clips probably have the same like general themes. We revisited a lot of the same themes on this show. Uh, that's what we do. That's what the boys do. You know that. So without any further ado, let's get into this first clip. It is an episode from the first season, episode 23, entitled Now with Confidence. Enjoy. This is this is this is the thing I wanted to lead to in peak fucking form as you normally do. I wanted to talk about, right? Is doing the hard thing. Do the hard thing. 
if you it, nothing worth doing and maybe this is isn't even true i just hear it all the time and now i have it stuck in my head frozen in my head if you will <laughs> uh that nothing that you do that is worth doing is ever easy if it's worth doing it's going to be a challenging yeah. and uh like i said i don't i don't know if that's true or not but I don't feel like any big, massive change is ever just going to be, okay, well, all right, now you're different. Like, it's it's always going to consist of some type of long change. And I feel like people, of course, not even just people, it's like our minds, everything having to do with humans. And I feel like other creatures, too, they like being comfortable. Yeah. Once you get into that comfortable setting, and we also like being, we like being consistent, whether we know it or not. We like these consistent thoughts. We have something to stand on and be consistent with something, right? right. And I feel like that comf- uh, being comfortable is the place where people are trying to get to because when you're doing something uncomfortable, you feel uncomfortable. Like yeah, you, and it's painful. And it's painful, and it seems like it's that's the wrong thing to do Yeah, I because mean, of the it, feeling that it provokes. Yeah, you're naturally going to go away from where the pain is. Right. And it's the mind... The, the reason why I said it's a trick is because it's such a mind fuck that almost... Almost all the things that you avoid are the things that you need to turn around and face. Mm-hmm. And, ch- and uh, But almost, though, because some of those things can be the death of you. Like, yeah. the things <laughs> that you're supposed to avoid. That's why it's so, it's so weird. But I want to get in the habit of doing the hard thing. That's why we're talking about working out and what it just gives you in the mode in the beginning of the day of mm-hmm. doing something difficult and pushing your way through it when your body said uh, i'm good it's like no you're not good we're 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 going There's with 30 this today. pound dumbbells that's going what i'm to saying to my shoulder let's get it and and the feeling and that i have when i accomplish that and when i thought that like 10 minutes into the treadmill i'm already like yo fuck this gym membership 10 minutes into that i'm ready to give up fully and then before you know it like 10 minutes after that i'm in a stride where I'm so happy I didn't give up, and not only am I happy that I give up, what I, uh, that I didn't give up, the thing that I'm doing at the moment really isn't that bad. I'm kind of just strolling. It's like, and that's so much a metaphor for life. Once you begin something and you get into it, it's so a lot of times it's so much easier than you thought because your brain finds a way. That's what they. That's what our brains do. They're mm-hmm. they're set up for challenging situations. Yeah. They're they want new it wants new goals to to latch on to and figure out that's yeah. that's the whole point of it yeah. and we're it's like um what's the word when you when it's like atrophy when you're not challenging yourself you're not giving your brain something to latch on to and you think that you're doing it justice by avoiding these things and fucking sitting down and being passive when your brain actually seeks the opposite so that's when it comes to building confidence, I don't even know where I just went just now. I'm just you just went down. You just went in. But I'm just trying to figure it out as we do everything on this show of how to sustain, not just build confidence, but build and sustain long-term confidence within myself and everybody uh, uh, around me. Because I don't want to bring down anyone. I don't want to be a burden to anybody. But more than that, I don't want to be a burden to myself. Yeah. And sometimes trying not to be a burden to other people makes yourself a burden to yourself. Right. That's why it's important to put yourself first. Da, 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 da. <coughs> Fuck. Uh.
Hello again, it is none other than Captain Doubt. Back for another episode, filling in for the guy who normally does these. I think he's doing some type of physical therapy or something. I don't, I don't fucking know. Doesn't matter. No pun intended, but I doubt any of you even listening to these uh, break messages. So, uh, let me get my paper here before I say my spiel. I just want you all to uh, rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Premium. Uh, I don't know. I don't, are those apps? Just do, do, do all that. Do all those things that I said. So, uh, what's been going on with me? Uh, like I said, I haven't been on the podcast in a while. Seems like the boys, I don't know. It, it seems like the, the, the boys are too busy to have me around or something. I used to be in their heads all the time, which I'm still there. I'm always there. I'm always there in the back of your fucking mind, in the back of your consciousness, eating away at you, rotting away at your soul. But, you know, it, it, it seems like uh, they're paying less and less attention to me. I, I don't know what it is. It's like they're feeling like a, like confident or something, like self-worth. It's like, what am, what am I, chopped liver? It's bullshit. It's bullshit. But uh, since we're on the topic of men, uh, I do live in the head of a lot of men. And just to give you some advice, if you are a man out there, just remember that nothing you ever do will ever be enough. I say this all the time. Uh, women are only attracted to a man with a six-figure salary or washboard abs, perfect washboard abs. Believe Captain Doubt when he tells you this. I have saved a lot of men from a life of painful obscurity, so I know what I'm talking about, all right? Uh, so, yeah, I think that's it. All right, Captain Doubt out. Back to the show. Season 1, Episode 3. Smoothies and suicide. Death is a big part of spirituality, mm-hmm. and spirituality is heavy based on uh, what we can't perceive through our normal experience. Yeah, um, but and it's on a, a high. That's why it's always saying it's at a higher like frequency or it's at a higher plane. It's because this is something that we don't rest at, mm-hmm. and we don't rest at this type of experience. So it's a un, it's an unknown or uncommonly right. known like experience. So like. Back to back to suicide, we don't we don't know like a good life and because of that we're just like All We right. don't know a good life. Like we Is don't. it we don't know what that looks like? We don't know how to provide that for ourselves. Or we don't know how to both. get back there. Like there's you know yeah, at the moment there is no good life and there will never be. That's when you when you commit suicide you're saying there will never be or there will never well, I'll never come to a rest where I will be good. So that's so ultimately. So ultimately, fear. the the best way to to just end this always badly ending life is to, to just end it. End, end it. But there is it's almost like the mathematical conclusion. Yeah, but it's, it's like, based off of because of this like your premise is off, and you're basing everything off of this false premise. Exactly. So, but the the way that. I overcame it when the last time I was contemplating suicide and the last day, well, not the last day, but yeah, that was the last time I contemplated suicide. And since that realization, I haven't been depressed, uh, like, you know, actually depressed, not just so you beat the algorithm somehow. So so the, I guess, or I just convinced myself of whatever the case is, I decided 
that giving up wasn't an option. And as much as I wanted to be brave and end it, despite what everybody else was going to experience from my death, despite uh, the things that I didn't live and see yet, um, I wanted to end it. But I said, fuck that. And instead, I am going to figure something out to where I'm. this life isn't so shitty. Hmm. And I'm going to do... I'm going to take every day to to figure out why life fucking sucks for me right now. Because at a certain point, I couldn't even... I, I was just so depressed, I didn't even know what was wrong anymore. I would just knew. Yeah, just depressed because you're just, depressed. Like, you didn't even shit. need anything anymore. I don't even. I don't even know what is causing this. <laughs> I don't know where like, the source is. Oh no, is. you're depressed. Remember, like, oh shit, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, I am depressed. But why am I? De- what the like you know? And then why? You know, I can. I you know, and then I learned. I was trying to like. Whenever I would talk to somebody, I would talk about these different shitty parts of life. But then after talking about it, but like, but it's other shit too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy shit, I actually don't know what the source is. Mm. Um, but then I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to... It doesn't matter what the source is? N- no matter what the source is, I'm, I'm just going to f- I'm gonna figure out either what's wrong or I'm going to find something to be happy about. It's not about like just saying, you know, it's not concrete that life is shitty. So when you kill yourself, it's the a, a complete... You're almost... Be, it's like a rebellion against your future self. Like I don't care what my I don't I'm don't I don't give a fuck about my future self. And my whole point of like smoothies and and three piece fish chicken meals where I don't know if it was fish. Hope let's hope it was fish. Hope Cold it was. French fries. My whole point of preserving just so you can hang on to a little bit of a little bit more life. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying and and killing yourself seems like the dumbest fucking thing to do to me and i've always felt that way and and i know this is kind of really it makes it more like open-ended. it's the second best yeah it's the second best option <laughs> yeah like it's a, it's, it's a good idea yeah but it's the second best there's better ideas the best bet is to find a reason to be happy <laughs> picture somebody with a gun to his head right now like season one episode 13 a show about nothing the goal the the goal of this was to like whenever i start uh to fear death or i start to get those feelings of death or like maybe if somebody dies i can go back and listen to this and feel some sort of solace and it's not working i feel like i'm doing a fucking terrible job the whole point (laughs) the whole point Right, so, no. like I'm failing my future self right now. But listen, all right. So the whole, but just to put a cap on it, this is what I was trying to say earlier, right? And so now I can give a little bit more energy because people seem like they're awake. Uh, basically, we're 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 spirits, quote unquote. We we come out of this out of this nothingness and we take the form of this body and we get to live this animated existence for a period of time which we should really really cherish and then uh this whatever this spaceship that we're currently using breaks down and whatever that spirit was from the original uh you know from from when it first came into being eventually collapses and dives back into the 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 chaotic potential the, the ether. yes the chaotic 
potential from which it originally emerged because we are all potential that just came into being for right, a little bit. Right, right, right. So that, that was my overall point. I don't know if I got that, if I got that point off in, in a good way in the first so, so segment. So you're saying, what was your take on all that, though? Uh no no take just this is how I see it that's how you that's how you see <laughs> I life. mean I so I don't um I in those moments where I start to fear death I start to um think of the fact that that's where I was before I was born so I'm just gonna go back there that's why I push self education so much is because learning all these different perspectives has given me many different weapons on combating life so um. Because I, I've learned all these different things from these different religions and different perspectives on life, different philosophies, I feel very equipped for handling um, handling the, the issues and, of course, at some point, death being the, right. I guess, issue or um, thing that I'm contemplating. I have these different perspectives that um, help me deal with whatever feeling I may be, um, may be experiencing. Yeah. Because yeah. I think with... with anything in life we were talking about this prior to the podcast uh, the best way to deal with your fear is to voluntarily approach it like and uh, i want to read something that uh, my boy ponch sent me about meditation and meditation can kind of be seen as like shout out to ponch yeah shout out to ponch getting in tune with love you bro uh, meditation can kind of be seen as getting in tune with that void getting in tune with that darkness getting in tune with the quiet the clear for sure uh and i he sent me something about meditation that i felt like uh, needed to be said so he said uh Meditation, this is how you retune yourself. You're an instrument being played in a symphony of life. Uh, society's pressures every day tend to bring us out of that tune. Uh, to, to acquire that clear thought again, I feel meditation is key. Uh, so many benefits, spiritual technology. You can, use, uh, you can also find balance and tap back into the source to reveal information catered to the path that you walk personally mm-hmm. uh, uh, darkness is everything when you go into that darkness that's where you go to create uh, that's where you go to pose questions have revelations it's a blank slate uh, it's the source it's the source of all matter blackness uh, so and, and and that resonated with me because that, I mean that's exactly what we're talking about that's where you turn to get anything it's, yeah. it's, it's everything yes yeah, it's, it's the nothingness it's the it's it's the start yeah yeah, just like you said, before we were born, we were dead. Yeah, all <laughs> like, information. And that's, that really stuck with me when you said that is because, like, from the beginning, we there was nothing. And then, like, if we were born dead and then we became alive and then we die again, it's like, okay, where were we before this? Almost. Yeah. It's like not even where we're going, but where were we before this or... Maybe where was this world before I would assume this? the same place. Yeah. And uh, what I was going to say earlier was like, it's the simplest way of looking at it because we know there is and is, so we also have to know that there is and isn't. And that's also a thing. The isn't is a th- as much as... The isn't is as much of a thing as what, what we're experiencing is. now. Yeah. Exactly. Season 2, Episode 16 divine inspiration that's inspiration right like it's debated whether divine inspiration is actually real whether like god actually wrote the bible or it's a human creation 
I mean, I tend to think it's a combination of the both. I think that the Bible is just a human creation, but it's like taking these ultimate truths that are quote unquote God like because God is almost they were in a I think it's like they were in a space with God, whatever that meant to them. Right. Which is like that space of inspiration when you really when you are to yourself. Right. And you catch that flow. And you're feeling really inspired. It can feel like almost God-like. You're bringing things into being. You're creating things. And you're experiencing like this ultimate truth that's kind of breathing through you and like using you. All the dots are connecting. A vessel. Yeah. yeah. It's like everything's coming together in this in this weird way. And you feel it forming inside of you. You feel like your experiences or what you know. All of those things all of a sudden make sense. And they're all of a sudden connecting. And that's like exciting. It's a, yeah, you get this feeling out of it. Mm-hmm. And and going back to the original definition for inspiration, it says the process of mentally being stimulated to do something. To do something. Like, do what? Why? You know, I mean, a lot of it has to do with faith, as we stated before. But that... Or wh- feel something they, they include in there. To do or to feel something. Mm. And sometimes people can inspire feelings out of us. Most of the time we think of it as just like love but every emotion that we experience i think is inspired from something that we right that we experience and that's interesting too because it's us breathing in life and we're taking it in whatever energy or whatever words or so it's not out of nowhere it's everything is a i think just like breathing we're constantly taking things in yeah and i think it's weird that these connections between um, biology and religion. And I, I mean, we know everything is connected in that weird way. But when we start talking about... This nigga just flipped the page. I flipped the page because I wrote a lot of notes on this. Literally, it hit me as I was thinking about it and thinking about what is inspiration. The feeling that you just described hit me. And I started writing it down, writing it down, all these things. Right, The fact that you can get inspired from literally Anything. anything. The fact that you can get inspired from anything and like, how does that happen though? It's really, I I feel like it's you receive that through being aware, being just being like, open, being aware of everything. You know what I mean? The more you are aware of, and the more that is like new to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think we need like freshness into our life, whether it's like an actual us moving somewhere or like. Mm, like you a change in your actual physical space. Yeah, the, like. yeah, you're changing of your actual physical space or it's changing how you think of things. Because, you know, living in the same idea box that you've always lived in, it's like it can get really boring. And so you need to be able to move into a new space. But I think a lot of people, because of the extra strings attached to like, you know, carrying yourself a certain way, and like this, those social contracts that you hold, it's hard for people to move into a new space in their head to experience something new and be inspired to do something greater than themselves. Yeah. Season one, episode eight, 
nihilism, and lower self. Alan Legrand says, from a spiritual POV, it can be described as all the human detachment, uh, all the human attachments that deter you off the path of enlightenment. So stuff like swearing, lying, masturbation, sex in some regards, etc. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it always deterred you off because sex- sexual energy can be used in a good way. In my That's what I'm saying. You're being zen. I'm talking about the basic understanding of what people think. When you say lower self, the automatic, I think the first thing that people think when they think lower self the is body. like, oh, I shouldn't do that. Like, and and well, I said lower self to Nakara. She's like, you mean like dick and balls? Like, no, not your lower part of your body, your lower self from the inside. Like, the, I feel like the the basic understanding when you say lower self, people will probably think, oh, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be my lower self. I should be my higher self, right? And then they hit the J. It's like no, like y'all, y'all don't understand what's going on. Yeah, I think I think it's just like the, that raw energy, your n- natural. I don't want to say what it's not instincts, but uh, we can. What's we the can other say word? That. What's the other word? Uh, primal. Yeah, primal. Instinctual. Or, yeah, in, intuitive. No, not even intuitive. No, primal instincts. Yeah, yeah. primal right. is very primal. We're, we'll we'll keep going through it. We'll we'll figure it out by the end, as always. <laughs> the experts will not fail. Uh, so okay. and then and then there's the ego, which is uh, the the part of you that interprets and interacts with life, because um, we the ego is used to interact with the life around us. It's what we build between uh, what we know better and what we feel is better, and mm. our primal uh, instincts. The suppression of the lower self, like I feel like religions do this often, suppressing those inner those 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 feelings that you were talking about, those kind of instinctive feelings of sex and stuff. A lot of cultures and religions kind of focus, like uh, Catholicism, focus on the suppression of that lower self, mm-hmm. and that causes fucking psychological breakdowns almost like these these are humans that like don't have any type of physical touch they they believe that they're inherently bad in a lot of time in a lot of areas and a lot of cultures those feelings those sex feelings and those rage feelings you suppress all of that and you can confess it maybe once a week but that creates crazy people to me yeah, like, i mean it's that's why i said the lower self isn't bad because what happened it can't be all bad if when you suppress it things go wrong right <laughs> like it has to be something that you can work with and right. i always thought like and I didn't get to this understanding until later on that you have to work from your lower self in order to like you have to work with all of those feelings. Yeah, I mean it's it's the base of your existence. Like you were made through the like sex and aggression. Like you lust and yeah, like the sex and aggression is what made you. So it's a part of you. Like that's your that's your being. So you so it's not a bad self just because it's lower doesn't mean it's bad it's just more yeah. of the base of it's the base of where you grow out of right that's why it's the lower self and then the middle is the ego your higher right. self is the where you can go where you're aspiring to go um the things that are leading you into tomorrow um is coming from your higher self mm. hello it's your lower self here. Honestly, I do not know why you are listening to this when you could be doing way more pleasurable things. Things like aggressively masturbating in a dark room or fighting in the streets. But since you've made the commitment 
and you've listened this far, you're in luck, because the best is yet to come. Oh no, I said come. Uh, get back to the show! Season 2, Episode 20. Get mad. Um, you mind if I drop another quote on your own? Please drop another quote. My girl, Dr. Marcia, because she she was full of golden bars in this TED Talk that she had. And um, I'm going to drop another one real quick. This this one this one's going to really knock them pants off. Hold on. All right. Anger was the strong emotional launch that put my desire to change into motion. And this is because anger taps into the brain's circuitry for willingness. It fuels the courage to act. Wow. So it literally taps into that part of your brain that controls willingness and like motivates you to act. And that makes so much sense to me. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And and we were just talking about the, the, the fucking brain earlier. And I think it's interesting because... Um, anger is associated with that fight or flight response, which all happens in the amygdala. Mm. But the same thing, we don't really think of of fear and anger in the same way. But um, the the fight aspect of that is really anger, mm, and there's yeah, that yeah. aggression, and it, and it all happens in the amygdala. Oh, you know, you know, big words. Okay, <laughs> no, he gonna science them. It's like seven like it. seven letters, but yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> Um, yeah, it happens in the same exact place. So I, that fight response, you want to yeah. fight against life or, you know, whatever happened to you. That's, and that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect dude. sense. Because I, I mean, all of the things that, that anger me are normally the things that I act on first. Like if mm. I get pissed off enough and, and that really, um, that really makes me think too, because that means if we can use anger as a fuel in that way then it's super important to claim your anger right Mm -hmm. like you have to know why you're angry i think it's super important to go back and and try to figure out exactly why you're angry figure out what the root of it is Mm -hmm. but claim it don't pretend like it's not there because it 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 won't go away Mm -hmm. it'll just shape shift and and we'll get into exactly what the the downsides the cons of anger and what anger can turn into Mm -hmm. I, I do think that is that's it, a that's something that I feel like I've I've subconsciously put into practice was to turn my anger into uh, a fuel in order to get something done. Now you know, of course, too much of anything is is wrong, and you can become a workaholic, mm-hmm. and you know that's not that great of a thing neither. Um, but if you do feel a lack of motivation, or you constantly feel fearful, or you know, if you just can't get up off your ass. Then uh, well, you may need to get a little angry at yourself. Like, yeah. what? What the fuck? Like, yeah. well, why the fuck do I keep doing yeah. this? And, and you know, kind of rebel against that part of yourself that just wants to be fearful. And I feel like that kind of goes against what they tell you to do, though. They say be kind to yourself, and I and I like I do agree with that too. So but I think too line? much. I think yeah, I think some people may be too kind to themselves, or they give themselves too much of a break, and mm. it does sound counterintuitive, and that's not always the case. And if this is for you, then it's for you. If mm-hmm. it's not, don't this is keep, purely situational. Yeah, it depends very, on the person. It does depend on the person, so it's not like a all encompassing thing. But um, some people take, you know, some people don't take themselves serious enough and they don't like really like, all right, I need to really get this done. or I really need to create some change in my life. And um, anger might be that way. You might need Mm -hmm. to get a little mad because you keep being easy on yourself um, or you keep letting yourself slide. It was just like, Mm no, you need to. 
you you need to take that action. Mm-hmm. And if you are sick and tired of yourself, you have every right to be yeah. sick and tired of Act yourself. Act like it. Like, Act like it. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, so this might be people who are like maybe naturally a little bit passive. Maybe mm-hmm. they don't talk to. They maybe don't talk about their emotions as much, or they kind of downplay them. You might need to get a little angry. Yeah, yeah. I think, and it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be mad and. Once you experience the anger, you you got to let it pass because it's going to build up. Mm. And anger is not going to stay around forever. Now, sometimes anger feels like forever. Mm. Just like any other emotion, it feels like forever when you're in it. Yeah. But sometimes you got to experience the emotion to let it pass, to be able to get over it mm. and to understand it more and to for it to be able to be used even in an even better way later on in life. 100%. Season 2, Episode 9 building bridges. It's really hard to know and and discern when uh, you aren't being clear and when somebody doesn't have the intention yeah, of understanding you. I was going to ask you that. Like how do you figure how do you know when it's you or them? Yeah, and then and you and it's really going to uh I think it comes back to how they communicate to you because it's also what you're receiving from them. I mean, it's not just how, like it's not just on you completely it is on you to communicate how you feel in the best way possible yeah. but you also have to receive what they are giving to you if they aren't telling you or showing you that they are open to communicating with you if you don't see that they are trying to receive and, and trying to understand you right. then it's not going to be a good place for you to try to communicate your ideas. And that's one thing that me and Ari work on a lot. We've had to work on a lot over time is to make sure that we know that we're trying to understand each other and we're not just like automatically on the defense Mm -hmm. or we're just attacking the other. So that's like communication with yourself. Like, hey, am I really listening right now? Mm-hmm. Let's let's take a step to see if I'm completing the communication loop and I'm actually receiving the information and I'm not just trying to avoid the feeling that I am making someone upset. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we want to avoid the feeling that I'm hurting another person. So you automatically skip to defensiveness. Mm-hmm. But that that affects the communication when you do that. And it's very, man, that's that's a complicated thing because in a relationship specifically, you know, all the love you can have, you can have so much love in a relationship. You can you can really adore a person, but you don't have but if you don't have the proper tools of communication Mm -hmm. and the proper way to communicate how you feel to the person, it can literally rip your relationship apart. Mm-hmm. Your relationship apart. Yeah, <laughs> your relationship. Yeah, you That's will what it be, turns you, into. You will be in a relationship if you cannot communicate how you're exactly. feeling to somebody, and somebody doesn't know how to communicate to you how they're feeling. Yeah, um, it is. It taught. yes, in communication, it is. There is a certain amount of responsibility that you need to take, and that is the should be your first priority. But very, 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 very close. After that is that you know that the other person is also open to communicating. They're also open into receiving and understanding um, what you're saying. Skirt. Perfect. That's that's a great point. I'm obsessed with this shit, dog. I'm obsessed with becoming a better communicator. I feel like it's the key to life. Up until recently, I, and I don't even know why, I just didn't even think that this was a skill being able to communicate with people and and getting people bringing people into your world i feel like the reason why it's so needed and it's so heavily regarded is because 
bringing somebody into your world is like one of the most important things that you can do with somebody. Wow. You know, when you're listening to a song and somebody is really just bringing you into their mind and communicating how they feel about something through music, I feel like it's... I don't know. It, it it does it does something different for you. Yeah, I think communi- the way that we communicate is the bridge that we form between um, yourself and the world outside of you. Mm. Whether it's uh, you're bridging uh, this emotion that you have or this idea that you have, um, the way that we communicate is the way that we um, we bridge that gap. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's breaking down that wall. It's like bringing you in. Mm-hmm. Read the paper, Daniel. Oh, Dad, I don't want to do this. Uh, why are you making me do this? Because, Daniel, the therapist talked to us about making amends. Uh, I only went to therapy because you said you would buy me skins and you didn't even buy me any skins. Yeah, I, know. Uh, I know, I know. And you will get your skins for your little game. Uh, right it's not a little game. It's not a fucking little game. It's Language. Fortnite. It's actually a global fucking phenomenon. Language, it's Daniel. more important than you, Dad. Oh. Okay, God, you I don't feel know anything. This that. is exactly why mom left. This is why that she moved out. Even this make is any why. Sense. why. Why? How is this why your mother moved out? Because you were pestering her. Because you were bothering her like you're bothering okay. me. Okay, Daniel, read the paper and you can go. Okay. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Premium, Spotify, and anywhere you find podcasts. Uh, we're available on all platforms. I don't even know why you're doing these ads. Nobody's even listening to the show. Uh, thank you, Daniel. They're not even paying you. They are paying me, Daniel. Okay, thank oh, you. I you're appreciate so annoying. it. There's seven billion people in this world. Why did you have to be my dad? Why couldn't you have just got shot in the head before I was born? Well, uh, I'm can sorry I go? for that. Yes, you may leave. I love you, Daniel. That was very oh my good. My God, how many fucking times do I have to tell you? My name is not Daniel. It's Turd Burner. Stop calling all me right. that loser ass name. Uh, well, all right, language and language. Okay, uh. thank you. Wow, <laughs> these gosh darn kids and their games. Am I right, parents out there? Hopefully, you're able to make spending valuable playtime with your kid a priority in your life. Anyway, let's get back to the show. Season 1, Episode 11, with good intent. I don't know why we don't automatically do what's good for us. I mean, I guess because we're just humans and we're complicated and we don't know what's good for us. That's what it probably is. We just don't know. We just don't know at that very moment. But I feel like we a lot of times we kind of do. We kind of do, but like like we do know what's best for us at So that's uh, like an intuitive kind of thing, like Yeah, but like why are we we how do we become more intuitive? Like how can we make choices that we know are good for us um more often if we always seem to know like soon after. Like when we make a bad decision, <laughs> yeah, like we, we like we we, soon, like, we like know we that we shouldn't that. have done that. We know that if we would have handled it the right way. You ever bought some? You ever like go to get some food and like been really excited to get some food, and then right after you got the food, like why did I get this? Yeah, like why did I just spend all this money? I just on spent that? all this money like for this moment, like for this moment of temporary pleasure. Yeah, this moment of like a little bit of. Instant gratification or just some type of satisfaction. Why Why is the... And we know that it's not like that's not going to be good for us. It's bad. But right. We still do it because we'd rather deal with something bad later. Yeah. I mean, that's what we talked about this in, procra- in the procrastination episode. What keeps you from cleaning the house is that you associate more... Pa- the pain of cleaning the house uh, is more intense to you than like the pleasure you would get from it being clean. 
You know right, what I mean? Right. Like right. so, it's just what you associate the pain towards, or what you associate as as bad. You know what I mean? What so you, so do we normally do things that are? Do we tend to do these bad things mm-hmm. because we aren't rewarded properly for the good things? Yeah, you're not always rewarded for good things. That's a good point. Yeah. Like if you do the right things, it does it really. Like say yeah, that's a good point. Say if you don't clean up your house, like you get the benefit of watching TV, you get the benefit of doing all the things that you get the benefit of doing when you're not cleaning. <laughs> if you're cleaning, you get you just get the benefit of the place being clean, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, I think, it's but not like, necessarily pleasurable, you know. Yeah, I mean, and you don't really get a reward from that if nobody says, "Damn, you got a clean house." Yeah, you know like I mean? that's or, the only, that's as much of a reward you'll have as somebody else saying, "Like, yo, this place clean as shit." Like, yeah, or if you have some type of like you know satisfaction that yourself but it's funny that it's not even funny when you say that we um when we come to this realization that we aren't rewarded that much from good deeds it brings me to it kind of verifies my irritation with people who believe that you shouldn't be praised for doing things you're supposed to do i don't like people a lot of people say that you shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't get a reward for doing what you're supposed to do. And you're saying you should because I think you, you should, should, you should, we should have more of that. Yeah, I think if you are able to maintain um, just doing the right thing, you should at least be rewarded in a slight way. Is a that's a struggle to just do the right thing, quote unquote. That's yeah, to to, gen- not to easy. in general in general do the right thing. I think you deserve at least some amount of reward. I think. A pat on the back is good enough good to for, to some point, but I think you should still get that pat on the back. I don't think that um, do, just doing the right thing, you know, that's just the bare minimum. Like, so you shouldn't get mm-hmm. that. I think even reaching the bare minimum shows that there's a there's people who fall under that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And maybe you don't deserve because you're definitely tri- going to demonize the people that fall under it. Right. So. Right. So I I don't maybe you don't deserve a trip to Paris. Right, but like for <laughs> taking care of your kids, like yeah, oh, good. Yeah, like you had the kids, but, but still, if, if you got like a break every now and then, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. You deserve that because you you're a decent person. Yeah, or just have somebody say, "Yo, I noticed the way you take care of your kids. You pick up your kids on time every day. Like that's admirable." And yeah. they're like, "Bro, I'm supposed to do that. That's my kids." Yeah, but still, like, like still, that's hard. Like to be that consistent, to be that persistent. Yeah. And to really live in your purpose, that shit is not easy. So I think those point, people, man. I think people deserve rewards for doing what they're supposed to do, because that's how we end up with people doing a whole bunch of shitty mm-hmm. things. Because like, like doing the good, damned thing. if I do, damned if I don't, I'm gonna just don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna just do less. Like easier life. I don't have to do something when I really don't yeah. feel like it. And like we said, it, it was it's more uh, security. It's more certainty that comes with. A lot of bad stuff, it seems like. Yeah. Think, it's easier it, to get to. Yeah, especially when you've only grown up to receiving uh, feedback from bad stuff. Um, sometimes you create that in your life because it's all you know. Season 1, Episode 11, with good intent continued. If you were to do something that is so, you feel like it's so wrong... Mm-hmm. You feel like you really violated like human rights or whatever, mm-hmm. or your moral scale. Your, yeah, like your, your moral scale. I think if you were to live in the vein that you need to correct 
the karma. I, I'm a firm believer. Actually actively making steps to create, uh, create your karma. Like taking it into your hands. Like, okay, I All know right. I did this thing, this deed that I deem incomprehensible. You know, the mo- the morality of it is, is garbage. But you actually every day making active steps to try to turn that out. Even though it's like abstract and invisible, this moral scale that we live in by, yeah. you're still making some effort to try to do quote unquote good things. To yeah, or what out. and align with what you think is moral. This it most aligns to your morals and virtues. I think you should try to just get in alignment with that as much as you can right. um, in order to make up for the fucked up thing that you right. did. You know what I mean? Like, just just get better. Like, that's the best thing right. you can so do. Right, so for every nigga that you rob at gunpoint, like, give give away a can of soup to the homeless. Yeah, like, <laughs> for, for every one nigga that you rob, give away 10 cans, <laughs> and God will forgive you. Of Campbell's soup. <laughs> and God will forgive you, right? And, and you know, you'll get your karma straight. Season 2, Episode 6, Strength and Weakness. I have a cat now. Um, I didn't yeah. talk about this on the first. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't talked part. about what, what's his full name? That's Lawrence Fishburn David Parker. So Lawrence to, Fishburn David Parker. Yes, it's an ode to Lawrence Fishburn and Larry David. Shout out to both of those amazing figures. Um, shout out Larry. I will be home to feed you soon. But the part, the point I was bringing up with him is that whenever he's sick or whenever he feels. Uh, vulnerable quote unquote he'll hide he'll literally like go under something and you won't see him for most of the day because animals that feel vulnerable to attack they don't want to be seen you know Mm. and i feel like it's literally what we do emotionally when when we're when we don't want to be vulnerable we close ourselves off we say things that aren't us you know Mm -hmm. because we don't want i don't want you to see who i really am right and um, and luckily, I have been, I guess, not rejected enough times for me to keep wanting to bear my soul and be vulnerable. I see more positives in being vulnerable than negatives. Right. But that leaves the question, is vulnerability of a negative or a positive? Is it a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, I think it's just I think it's just both both the good and the bad are just two sides of the same coin. Um, I think you got to take the good with the bad. I mean, mm-hmm. being vulnerable gives you a better opportunity at, at growth or transformation or uh, changing your current situation. You cannot grow without being vulnerable. You then. cannot grow without being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it is it is any in any way possible to make growth without being vulnerable. You have to open yourself up at least a tiny bit in order to expand what you are. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, some people probably experience growth at a much slower rate because they refuse to be vulnerable or they refuse to allow themselves to be vulnerable enough to make any type of substantial leap in life and and understanding and a a substantial um, growth. They they can't be satisfied because they don't want to open themselves up enough at the possibility uh, of being hurt again. Being wrong. Yeah, and being wrong again. Because, you know, this fear is taught. A lot of times when we're kids, we're fearless because, 
you know, we don't know what yeah, happens. Yeah, you have no reason like, we not made, to be. Our parents have told us how vulnerable we are, but we never seen how vulnerable, like, right. you know, what that actually is and what that experience is. So a lot of times as we get older, the more we experience vulnerability, um, it affects how we view being vulnerable. And so some people, you know, being vulnerable has caused them to... Uh, make leaps and so they have a good relationship with vulnerability but some people have a terrible relationship with vulnerability and so it prevents them from going back to that state and so it makes it hard for them to grow in whatever way they're afraid of being vulnerable right season two episode 12 faith and faith do you and by you i mean me do you (laughs) actually believe in yourself do you actually have faith that in your abilities? Do you have faith that if you do something, it will result in the thing that you were looking for? Because if I do, then then my actions in certain situations would be different. Yeah, I, I agree. And and how I relate to that, well, one thing I had to come to the realization is is that it's it's really hard because it's also very simple and straightforward. And um, it's it's it kind of comes from a um, it comes from that conviction, but it is a, a it's a simple decision that we have to make. And and mm-hmm. when you have a habit of overthinking, overanalyzing things, then you find a lot of reasons, and so you find a lot of reasons to mm-hmm. doubt. And you know, even overthinkers, they may find a lot of reasons to doubt, and they may find a lot of reasons to believe. But then they ultimately cancel out because like, yeah, you can find just as many reasons to believe in yourself as you have reasons to doubt yourself. And so at the end of the day, none of that really matters. It's, it really depends on how much faith you have in yourself. Are you going to prove the reasons to believe in yourself and to trust in yourself or to trust in this person or this idea or this purpose? Um, or are you going to try to prove the reasons why you shouldn't believe in it right was that fun did you did you did you learn anything new did you catch something you might not have caught the first time around should we should we do more of these type of episodes let me know um next week we are back on schedule with our final episode of the podcast it's going to be a two-parter so it's really two episodes um on the ego whole thing is going to be on the ego of course the motherfucking evil ego hour you know the boys had to finish strong so that's exactly what we're going to do a special thank you to you the person listening right now or the people listening and i'm gonna get out of here all right peace